love to see you. My name is Tim, and it's always such a joy, isn't it, to see people get baptised, um, to see people who have a chance to express their faith, faith that is invisible and unseen in many ways, and yet being demonstrated through the physical act of being baptised. If you're here as a guest or a visitor, we, uh, each Sunday morning, we just give a little chance to reflect on a bit of the Bible and say, how does this apply to our everyday lives? And, and this month, we're looking at a little series called Essentials. What are the essential things for us to understand about the way that life works and the way the things that happen in this world? And last week, we, we started this series looking at uh, being made in the image of God. What does it mean for us as, as human beings? Are we just some, the top of some evolutionary pile? Or is there something about the way we were created, the way we were made? We were made by God in his image for God. Actually, we were made to be people that didn't just kind of navigate life with uh, all its kind of joys and all its challenges kind of just on our own. But actually, it was always intended that we should encounter God, that we should find God. We are made in his image to know his love to know his peace, to know his hope. And I suppose kind of this, uh, we can look at faith and a bit like uh, Ty's faith. Actually, faith is the way by which we can access that relationship. So we were created in God's image uh, to be loved by God and to love God. And yet somehow we live in a world that's very physical. We, we see all the stuff around about us and it, it feels very real, the things that we see, the things that we hear, the things we taste and we feel. Kind of the physical world can seem very very real and yet somehow to get hold of something that's even more real the intangible the spiritual it requires something that we call faith or trust and it's one of the essential things about the christian faith is that there's something about how we are people who access God through faith. So we're going to look at that for a, a few moments and then we're going to take a chance to pray because you might be here this morning and you might think, yep, I am a man, I'm a woman of faith. You might have seen Ty get baptized and seen and listened to his very moving story and you might think, actually, I wish I had a faith a bit like Ty's. Maybe in seeing his passion and enthusiasm for Jesus, maybe some of you think, I look back and I think, hmm, I used to have faith. It was a bit like that, but something has kind of cut in and something's happened. And, and this morning I'm, I'm living kind of, I've still turned up to church, but I wouldn't say I'm living a life of faith. And hopefully there's a little bit of something for everyone this morning as we look at this whole topic of, of what is faith. The writer of the Hebrews, in, uh, chapter 11, verse 6 says this. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Actually, there's something about, because God is spirit, God is kind of, he's other than, actually, there's something about faith. It's impossible uh, to please God without faith. In fact, we must, even if you start on the journey of investigating God, and some of you might be here this morning or listening online, and you might not say you're a person of faith at the moment, but you've got a kind of feeling maybe God exists, maybe he's there. Actually, maybe, as this writer says, maybe he will reward those who earnestly seek him. And that's the truth. I think that faith is the beginning of a journey of saying that I think that God exists. I look at this world and the way it's been created. I look at human beings and, and the way they interact. And, and although there's kind of wicked and evil stuff in this world, I've got a feeling behind it all there is something that's good. 
Maybe there's a force that's good. Maybe there's a God that's good. And even looking at the evidence and starting to believe or starting to trust, you're beginning to exercise a little bit of faith. What is faith? I mean, faith might say that it is trust, it's belief. That, that faith is something that you think about, it's not irrational. Faith is something that you think about and you take the evidence and you put your trust or belief in it. Again, even things that you can see with your eyes, you might, I don't know, uh, Papua New Guinea. Do you believe that Papua New Guinea exists? Well, you may never have been there. You may never have kind of got a flight there. You might have eaten the food, met the people. But actually, you kind of, yeah, there's evidence that there is a place called Papua New Guinea. Maybe you've met someone who's been on holiday there or comes from there. And, and, and so you trust and believe that there is a place called Papua New Guinea. It's the same with God. We look at our world and maybe you kind of, you, there's, is God there, is God not there? Well, there's a certain amount of evidence that we look at. And, and the Alpha course that Ty mentioned is one of those places where we, we look at the evidence to, um, and maybe you come with your doubts and you ask questions. You Maybe you discover certain kind of things to be out there. And then faith is putting your trust or your belief in that. The Bible in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says this, Now faith is confidence of what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Faith is being confident of what we hope for, assurance of what we don't see. Again, there's, there's faith is confidence. When, when it says that about the ancients, if you've kind of had, ever had the chance to read through the Bible, in, in the old, what's called the Old Testament, there's stories of people, I mean, people like Abraham. Uh, Abraham was somebody who, uh, again, this God who's a relational God, reaches out to him and says, Abraham, will you obey me? And he says, yep. And he says, well, follow me. We're going to go on a journey. And he starts kind of on this amazing journey. He comes to a, a land, land of Canaan. And God promises this will be your land for you and your descendants. And then he, he promises to him that he, he will have a child. And he's, he's at this point, he's quite old. And God promises. And it says in faith, he holds on. 25 years before it actually happened. He says this in uh, Paul, who writes this in Romans chapter 4. Even when there was no reason for hope... Abraham kept hoping. Faith is the confidence of what we hope for. Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God has said to him, that's how many descendants you'll have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb, that's his wife. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. For he was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Here's a man, and it says he didn't waver in his faith, but actually, you know the story of, um, of Hagar and Ishmael. He kind of wavered a little bit. <laughs> uh, but I think, looking back over the whole story, the whole story, he lived a faithful life towards God. Actually, for, for you here, you might be just on the start of that faith journey. Many of you, some of you might have been on a long way. And, and maybe there's times when you feel you've wavered in your faith. Maybe you've felt that those, those doubts that have surfaced. Actually, doubts is not the enemy of faith. It's the doorway to faith. Actually, doubt is sometimes you think, oh, well, I, you either have faith or you doubt. And I, I doubt, and this, am, am I a poor Christian? Actually, no, those questions, those doubts actually will provoke you to deepen your faith if you're open to God and his work in your life. 
But here faith is something that was, he was commended for. Actually, his faith, his trust and dependency on God, actually it said that kind of it counted like he was righteous. It counted that he was somebody that encountered God. And so just two brief things I want to say. The first thing is that actually faith is necessary for you to find a new life. Actually, at some point, Ty came to Alpha. He asked his questions. He expressed his doubts. He found some, some kind of answers along the way. And, and the point where he had to put his trust, he had to put his faith in that good news that Jesus was who he said he was. That when Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, it was because of the things that I'd done wrong. When he came back to life again, it meant that he could bring me new life. And, and there's things that kind of you can get to know in your head, but then you put your faith or you put your trust. And that's the doorway to new life. People sometimes think, well, what does it really mean to become a Christian? Do I have to just try a bit harder? Do I have to kind of follow certain kind of religious laws to, to become a Christian? Well, it, it's about faith. That's why uh, Paul, who's one of Jesus' first followers, says this in Galatians chapter 2. Verse 16, he says this, Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law, for no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. So you might be here in the building or watching online and you might think, how, how do I find the kind of faith that ties God? What? What do I need to do? Do I need to try a bit harder and give up kind of being so angry or so selfish? Do I have to do some works, religious laws? Actually, no, it's just faith. It's investigating who Jesus is and what he's done and then trusting it's true. And when you trust and have faith and believe, actually you discover it's true. Life has changed. If you're someone who wants to discover that faith for yourself, we've got something called Discovery Pack by the, by the, by the front door there. If on the way out you're somebody who wants to investigate faith, could I know a new life for myself? Could I know what it is to trust and believe in Jesus? We'd love you to take one of those packs. But if you're here with someone who you'd say that you are a Christian already, and um, it's not just faith, it's not just about faith that you receive new life, however essential that is, it's faith to live the life. Live the life that you've got. Live the life you'll, you've got at the moment. The kind of the, the going to work, the, the education, the caring for the family, the looking after neighbours, your volunteering. Actually, what it is you do during your day with your physical body. Actually, we're called not to live just by what we see with our eyes, but we're called to live by a trust, a dependence, a faith. Actually, in our everyday life. Again, later in Galatians, Paul says this, in chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live in the body, the going to work, kind of being with friends and family, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Actually, the life that you're living is now not just the humdrum of what you're trying to do and the stuff that comes your way during the week, earning money or getting education. Actually, the life you're now living actually should be a life of faith. It should be a life where God's involved, where God knows about you, God thinks about you, God wants to be involved in your life, actually wants to understand your, your pressures and your anxieties and fears. He wants to be with you as you celebrate the joys of life. Actually, he wants to be involved because that's what life is all about, to know God to be with him. But if we just focus on what we see, we'll miss 
that whole dimension of what a holistic life should be like. In fact, Paul's in 2 Corinthians verse 5, verse 7 says this, For we live by faith, not by sight. And I think so often as Christians, we, we can, because what we see, what we taste, what we feel, what we hear is so real, we live by what's going on around about us. We live by words that people say. We live by how many likes or unlikes we get on our social media. Actually, we live by what we see and what we experience. And God says there's a better life. That better life is a life where you trust and depend on God. There's a better life that we, we don't live by just what, what we see, but we live by the goodness and the grace and the, the life that's in God that we access through faith, through trust, through dependency on him. And I wonder whether at the moment you're living a life that involves God in everyday life. And interesting, we've been doing a little course over the last few weeks about the workplace. Actually, in the workplace, it should be a place where God's involved. And we've been doing a little, some little studies together, just saying, actually, what's it mean to, for God to be involved in my workplace, to, to be a person of faith in the workplace? It's not about evangelizing necessarily, but actually, we've just looked at some genuine things about including your trust and dependency on God, on the way that you speak to people, the way that you react, the way that you can influence. We're called to live by faith. Now, I suppose, well, um, for people in the room, I can look around, and some people, I know that you, maybe you're still discovering faith. For some of you, you're quite new in your faith. Actually, for, for others, you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe for some of you, you have this kind of ups and downs. Sometimes you feel that you're a person of strong faith, and sometimes you feel you're a person of strong doubts. How does living by faith, not by sight, how does it work? Um, last summer, we ran a course, uh, a little group called Shifting Faith, and, and we're probably going to run it again this summer. Uh, Shifting Faith was a, a, a little group where, it, I suppose it was to help people with their doubts, to help people with their questions. There are people who've been Christians for maybe for a while, and, and things had happened in life that had disappointed them, and there's things that, attitudes of the church that have maybe kind of uh, put them off, and, and somehow they didn't want to give up on God, they didn't want to give up on who he was, but somehow their faith had been knocked. Somehow they maybe got a bit cynical, a bit jaded, and, and had questions that they felt even the Alpha Course couldn't answer. And, and, and so it was a, a group to investigate, well, how is your faith working at the moment? And it was interesting that there was 20 people there who had questions about their faith. And I suppose the first shocking thing was that kind of, I thought it would be a group for those who were doubting their faith. And I thought I'd be the only one here. And there was 20 or so other people. Actually, because many people have doubts, which is not wrong, it's not evil, it's not that somehow you're unspiritual. Actually, things happen in life that we have to include God with. And it's interesting, we just did, uh, we looked at the kind of, um, these four phases of, of, of faith. Faith that starts off, the first thing we looked at was simplicity. Actually, for some people, faith is quite simple. It can seem quite dualistic. Actually, we see other people who are Christians and we follow their example and we're, maybe we're slightly dependent on them to, to guide us and help us as we grow in our faith. We're looking for some easy answers to, uh, to life. Actually, we believe that all things are known and all things are knowable. And we, and we just, there's a simplicity about our trust. For some people, they admire that kind of faith. And it's a faith that is a kind of parent-child faith. For, for a parent and a child, we, uh, we ask, are things edible, inedible? Are they safe or are they harmful? Are they good or are they bad? 
Are they right or they're wrong? And for some people, as they start this journey of faith, actually, uh, it's quite binary. There's God and the devil. It's good and evil. Kind of, uh, you're in the church or you're not in the church. Kind of, uh, and again, uh, faith can be God's always good all the time. Uh, and, and, and for some people, that's simplicity of faith. I mean, it's like Jesus says, enter the kingdom like a child. And a child with a parent who's dependent on them, actually, it's quite a simple faith. Now, for some of you who've been to Christians long, they think, well, actually, no, Tim, it's not quite that simple. Actually, and, and, to, and, to, Tim, and to teach it in a quite a simplistic way, maybe even is quite harmful. And I, I don't think it's harmful. I think it is, I mean, I used to be a, a physics teacher. I used to love doing science lessons. Uh, I did a, a physics degree here in, in Bristol, and then I went off to Lancaster to be a teacher. Now, I learned all kinds of stuff in a physics degree. Now, if I went into my year seven class and, and started talking about the Heisenberg's uncertainty principle or the second law of thermodynamics, actually, it would just be totally over the head. So I talked about like poles of magnets repel, light travels in straight lines, kind of. And, and you teach science in a simple way. Now, I'm not trying to deceive them or trying to lie to them or trying to cover things up. Actually, they just need to understand things in a simple way. And as we start our relationship with God, we need to understand things in, in a simple way. Of what God's like. But of course, as life comes your way and there's prayers you pray that don't get answered, things that happen to you that you thought wouldn't happen to Christians, you actually, the second thing of faith is complexity. Actually, you realize that, that faith is a bit more complex. And, and, but you kind of think, Do you know, but there is an answer out there. What I need to do is I just need, I need some help. I need a bit of coaching, a bit of mentoring. I'll, maybe I'll, there's a few kind of courses or steps or techniques. Maybe I'll, I'll go to Woodlands Bible School or I'll, I'll kind of read a few books. Or a few, and, 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 and the complexity and the questions that you have, you want to try and find out your faith. And, and you think that actually I'm going to investigate and I, I can strengthen my faith by what I know. And some of you may be at that stage, which is fantastic. You try it. You're in your midweek group, and you look at the Bible together, and you're wrestling with some of the, the big questions around good and evil, and about the presence of God, and, and how do you still kind of feel anxious and fearful when you're a Christian? And you wrestle with these things, and, and it's sometimes it's complex, but you're still on a journey of faith. I suppose the third thing, some people kind of go into something called perplexity. Perplexity is actually however hard you study, however much you... Actually, sometimes there just isn't an answer. Why is there suffering in the world? Ah, however many books you read, you may not ever come to an answer. And when tricky things come your way, you can, you can get relativistic, sceptical. Rather than being independent, you actually, you're counter-dependent. You push people away. You have questions. You're suspicious. And you become very subjective and deconstructed. And, and again, there may be some people, and you're in that phase at the moment, and maybe you feel for good reasons the church has hurt you. God's let you down. Stuff's happened in your faith somehow. You, deep down you kind of think, but you, you're in this phase of perplexity. And God wants to move you through because just the last thing that he says that is, is harmony. Or the book of Ephesians says maturity. Maturity is where somehow you have an integrated faith. Where you're interdependent on God and one another. Where you're content that some things can be known. But actually some things maybe you'll never know. There's a faith that embraces mystery and somehow feels okay with that. And I'm not sure, just so we take a moment to pray, which of those four phases, if you say that you're here as a Christian, which of those four phases you're in, it's actually it's not like a journey. 
It's not like it going on a tube stops. You go from simplicity to complexity to perplexity, and finally, it's harmony maturity. Actually, it's, it's, life's not that easy. Actually, it's more like a tree trunk. Actually, your simplicity, and then there's complexity, perplexity, and harmony. Actually, there's sometimes where your faith does seem quite simple. I'm just going to trust God. He's my heavenly Father. Actually, there's some things where you still have questions and you still love a little bit of discussion. Actually, there's times when you feel the, the pain and the perplexity. But behind it all, you think it's embraced by, I'm trusting, I'm believing, I'm hoping in a loving God. And I wonder whether, where this morning, where you're at with faith, of whether one of those four phases helps you and, and whether you move towards that sense of where faith is maturity believing and trusting in the challenges of life that God is there just before we take a chance to pray there's another thing that I think about faith and I think faith uh, the Greek word uh, uh, in the Bible is used is pistis and and faith and, and faithfulness are very closely linked and I think for me sometimes I do feel I'm Tim Dobson, the man of faith. And somehow I can believe God's going to do all kinds of stuff. Sometimes I'm Tim Dobson, I think, what on earth's going on? <laughs> What's life doing at the moment? And in those moments, faithfulness is the way I express faith. I get my Bible out, my cup of coffee, and I keep the faith. There's questions I have prayers that remain unanswered, but I trust and I know through it all, God is with me, he's for me, he's on my side, his plans to prosper me, one day he'll return and all the wrong things will be put right and we'll be with him eternally and, and, and I live a life that's keeping the faith. And for some of you, that's the journey you're on at the moment. Can you keep the faith? Be a person of faith. We're going to take a chance to pray, and then we're going to have a, uh, a chance to worship as we finish. But um, let's let's pray. And I just want to ask you this morning: Where are you with faith? Where are you in your confidence and dependence on God? For some of you, you may be just right at the start. You're here to support Ty, and you've got all kinds of questions. I just want to pray, even now, Jesus, will you help people like that to find you, ask their questions, express their doubts, and to find a faith that turns their life upside down for good. And for those of us that maybe have been Christians for a while, I pray you'd help us. Help us when we find that faith is complex or perplexed to find a sense of a living a life where we keep the faith. For those of us that have questions and have doubts and, and those struggles, thank you that doubts are a doorway to faith. In it all, we want to live our life not just by what we see, but with a trust, a heartfelt dependence on who you are, God, and what you do. What we're going to do is we're going to take a chance to, to worship as we finish. Uh, but if you'd like a bit of prayer, sometimes our faith and our doubts, it's got a little journey on our own. And actually, if you'd like some prayer, just over the side here, there'll be some prayer ministry team. Uh, and uh, we'd love to pray, pray with you.
Actually, if you've got any kind of physical illnesses, you'd like a bit of prayer of faith to lay your hands on, you'd pray for you to be, to be healed. Actually, we'd love to pray with you. Again, any fears and anxieties or worries that you think, actually, I, I want to be trusting God in this, and, but maybe having someone alongside to help me uh, to express my faith in him. Uh, we'd just love to pray with you. So we're going to stand, we're going to worship. If you want some prayer, if you still want to give to the, uh, you can go to the, the cards there. But let's stand and let's worship together.